When things are horrible, just horrible, I think as hard as ever I can of being a princess. I say to myself, I am a princess. You don't know how it makes you forget. A little princess, Frances Hodgson Burnett. Greetings. Salutations. I'm Frances. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to the Podcast Diaries, a podcast where two friends dive deep into the world of nostalgia by rereading the Princess Diaries book series by Meg Cabot. So today is still September 20th. and Still September 20th. Hopefully, uh, if technical difficulties did not happen, the last episode you listened to, we had a very special guest. (laughs) We did, the wonderful Taylor Schumann. Um, but if you did not hear her as our special guest, you will know that we, we real- failed miserably yep. with our recording software and we we're had bad to millennials. It. We're bad Zoom Zoom users. Um, but hopefully everything does go according to plan. And right now we're starting book two. Book two. Princess, Princess in the Spotlight. Princess in the Spotlight. Love it. Um, it looks like we have the same copy. Oh yeah, we do. Um, Look at that. So, this book was published in the year 2001. It is currently September 20th, 2020, which we said. Uh, so, this book came out 19 years ago. Um, Francis, do you have some fun facts about what was happening in the year 2001? You know what, I, I, actually, I actually do have a couple of fun facts. That's so Excellent. funny that you say that. Um, Boy Meets World ended. Oh my god, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Um... Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone premiered oh, in 2001. That's so nice. Isn't that fun? Um, Blockbuster turned down Netflix. Netflix offered to buy oh. or asked Blockbuster to buy them, and Blockbuster said, No, thank you. Oof, and for those of you listening, Blockbuster used to be a video <laughs> rental store. Video rental store. No longer. Perhaps if they had bought Netflix, they would still be around. Mm, perhaps. Speaking of dated media, uh, the iPod was released in 2001, first gen. Oh, wow. Did you have one of those? The first one? Yeah. No. I, I don't think either. I got I one until fourth or fifth. Oh, my generation. God. Really? Oh. Oh, I think you're talking about grade. I'm like, oh, no. wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think yeah, I was yeah. in fourth grade in 2001. I yeah. Fifth grade. Um, yeah. Also, you'll like this one. West Wing won the Emmy for Outstanding Drama. Well, I mean, that totally makes sense. It is the greatest, greatest show ever made. It has mm-hmm. President Bartlett. Ugh, we love him. I'm sure I would if I had seen it. But I would watch it. <laughs> you should. You should. You absolutely should. All right, so... Those are some fun things that happen. Do we feel like like we're in the world? We're in the world. We're here. We've dove in. Dove in? Divin? We dove in? We dove in. We dove in. (laughs) We've dove in. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't headed my heated... Um, Okay, so for this book, we read from the beginning to the section, Saturday, October 25th, 7 p.m. on the way to Lily's house. I guess I will go ahead and give a synopsis. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> um, okay, so here we go. Synopsis of the first third or so of Princess in the Spotlight. Mia's mother announces that she is pregnant. What? Mia is appalled <laughs> that her mom is pregnant by her algebra teacher and so soon into their relationship. Lily sees Mia researching pregnancy online, and Mia panics and says it's research for a class assignment, not ready for anyone to find out about her mother's pregnancy. Grammaire tells Mia that she's scheduled her to be interviewed on a national news broadcast 24-7 with Beverly Bell Reeve. Helen and Mr. G tell Mia that they're going get, to be getting married. Mia panics about Mr. G moving into the loft and the shift in dynamic that will bring. Mia wakes up with a bad cold and happily hopes she will remain sick so as to not have to be interviewed on 24-7. But then, Mia receives an anonymous love letter in the mail and quickly shifts to hoping to get better so she can go back to school to figure out who her secret admirer is. Mia also gets an email from her secret admirer sending her well wishes. Mia goes back to school, hoping Michael is her secret admirer, but finds no evidence that he wrote the letter. Philippe asks Mia if Mr. G is living with them. Mia says no, worrying about how her father will feel when he finds out about her mother's pregnancy and impending marriage. 
In her interview with Beverly Bell Reeve, Beverly asked Mia about exciting news she's received. Mia mistakenly thinks Beverly means her mother's pregnancy and engagement and blabs the news on national television. Philippe and Grammaire are shocked and Mia is terrified at what the fallout from her big mouth will be. So that is the synopsis of the There's section. There's a lot. This is a meaty section. Or well, it, it was wasn't. Meaty. Yeah, like it's a it's only what like 70-ish pages. But there's a yeah. lot that happens. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um and I think to boil down this section to one central theme, uh, I think it is a real warning on the dangers of making assumptions. Mm. Uh, primarily, of course, when Beverly asks her, oh, didn't you get some exciting <laughs> yeah. news recently? And Mia, which I thought was funny, she was like, millions of people are going to see this. Act happy. Uh, and so she's like, oh, yeah, yes. they're, like, I've always wanted a little sister, and they're just going to have a small courthouse ceremony. Well, and, and of course, the oof. the the precursor to that question was um was Beverly asking her about school so why why on earth why why and she says later she was like how would Beverly have known that yeah such an idiot (laughs) of course she was asking me about my algebra grade um but again this is me living in her head true just freaking out I also think um her assumption that or her hope really that Michael is her secret admirer is is dangerous because she's kind of spiraling (laughs) into like this fantasy world and bringing destruction along with her. Yeah. Um, Right off the bat, this section starts out, Helen's pregnant. This is insane. Um, Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Like I'm sure. I don't, I don't understand how she could possibly know. It's only been four weeks. I mean, yeah, that's really I guess she's early. very freshly pregnant. It's like, yeah, she's literally been pregnant for a week and she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. It's like that weird birth, not birth control, pregnancy test commercial where the girl's like, there is such a thing as being a little bit pregnant. <laughs> Have you seen that commercial? <laughs> no, that's I always so like, weird. what the hell? No, there's not. <laughs> there's no, yeah, you're either pregnant um, or not. Whoa. But so, yeah, uh, I thought that. Mia says they've been on what, like eight dates? I thought it was like four. I did too. But yeah, I, guess I didn't think it was that many. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're eight. counting like the hangouts as the dates I guess so. too, like whatever. Um, um, we we do get some positive educational comments from Mia, I guess, mm-hmm. about birth control and STIs. Like, why weren't they using condoms? Do they think they're immune to STIs? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the funny thing about finding her mom's diaphragm and using it as her bird bath for her yes. nipples. <laughs> that, I thought that was funny. That was very, very um, funny. But it is good to know that, uh, I guess, clearly, if Mia, well, I would assume the open dialogue she has about birth control is with her mother, but we don't know that. Yeah. At least somewhere along the line, Mia is getting this information, and it, it appears to be pos- good information. Yeah. Um, I think down the line, we see that Mia is uncomfortable talking about stuff like this with her mom, um, but she, I guess, gets it at school and from, That's true, yeah. I don't know, I guess books, it's New I to say so. social media, but that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that didn't exist, yeah. Um, but she clearly has um, an awareness of the importance of birth control and protecting from sexually transmitted infections, um, so that's good. And I do notice throughout the series... Meg Cabot peppers stuff like this in where it's like clearly meant to be educational, yeah. but she's woven it into the story relatively gracefully. Um, and so I think that that's kind of, that is that's nice. really positive. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, I read this when I was, I don't know, 11, um, yeah. 12 maybe yeah, around that time. And so that was like a good age to know about things like this. At least get um, like peppering of yeah. like, Hey, this is something you should think about yeah, as you get older. You should be aware of. Right. Uh, I think it's also funny that Mia gets to school and it's clear that Mr. G doesn't know yet. And of course, how <laughs> yeah. would he know? Like, of they course. haven't talked since yeah. she found out. And she is obsessed with the size of his nostrils. Yes. It's like the Boris and the sweater tucking in thing. <laughs> Mr. G, it, her, her, she's obsessed with his nostrils. And thinking about the huge. size of the baby's nostrils. And like, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that will definitely translate to the baby. It is funny. <laughs> and also, her talking I about feel it like. In the first book, Lily was like, I don't think his nostrils are that big, so yeah. it's probably just a her thing. <laughs> yeah, I, she just likes to really hammer and mm-hmm. things like that and just obsess, yes. and it's like, you're being dramatic, Mia. Mm-hmm. They've only been on, she says, eight dates. She's kind of obsessing about that, mm-hmm. um, and as she is wont to do, she is 
very anxious, kind of a control freak. And so she's doing all this research about pregnancy uh, and Lily sees what she's doing and is like, oh my gosh, is there something about your date with Josh you didn't tell me? Which is kind of So rude. Yes. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Y'all just became friends again. And also, I mean, I will say it is Lily immediately knows something's wrong Mm -hmm, and then jumps to the wrong conclusion. Like, so it is good to see, like, obviously Lily knows her very well. But exactly, like that's just it's so rude and it's unnecessary, Lily. Why did you do that? And also, like, in front of the whole class, but also mm-hmm. in front of Michael, like, yes, that's, you know what's embarrassing, and you know that that is going to be embarrassing to yell mm-hmm. across the room to me, especially to Mia, who is yeah. very hypersensitive to embarrassment. Yes, um, also in this scene, we get our first mention of Kenny, uh, Mia's yes. lab partner, Kenny. Uh, Kenny Showalter, who is also ethically opposed to dissecting frogs. So Mia says that she's researching um, like gestation the pregnancy for that or, for yeah. like an extra credit project because they won't dissect frogs, but it's actually about worms or something. I w- does, uh, do we think Kenny actually cares or do you think he is just trying to impress Mia? Uh, I think he's just trying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not really brought up, but I just was curious. Yeah. That was just a question I was I th- thinking I don't about. know because I do know he's into – like biology and I, I don't know maybe he's just trying to impress Mia yeah um, it's not I mean it's it's kind of a moot point but I just thought it was yeah. interesting that he was like yeah me too <laughs> well he's introduced very early which I did not remember yeah. um well and I, he's introduced in the little snippets and yes. like every single one it's like biology ask Kenny like, yeah like, Mia true is the worst right. biology or biology partner yes. ever she Kenny, doesn't focus her lab partner a quick note about Lily knowing something's wrong, and Mia says, you know, Lily always knows when something's wrong. So she says, here on page 10, we totally bonded in first grade the day Orville Lockhead dropped trow in front of us in line to the music room. I was appalled having never seen male genitalia before. Lily, however, was unimpressed. She has a brother, you see, so it was no big surprise to her. She just looked Orville straight in the eye and said, I've seen bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, this is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Snaps to Michael. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't even think like, about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally did. Um, also, this happened to me in Shut up. first or second grade. <laughs> I te- I was with my friend Kate. Shout out to my best friend from elementary school, Kate. Um, I texted her about this and she did not remember it. But I'm pretty sure I was with her in line. We're at the playground lining up to go back inside. And this one kid who shall remain tameless. <laughs> I don't know if I have dramatized this in my head in the 20 plus, plus years, years yeah. since this happened. But he looked at us. I think this is what happened. He said, hey, girls, have you ever seen one of these? And then just pulled the front of his <laughs> pants down and like danced around for a minute. <laughs> That is and when I read this this scene, I was like, "This happened to me." <laughs> That's <laughs> so, so I just wild. Thought I'd share. That's and really being funny. an only child. I was shocked. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I guess yeah. Um, so I mean, I don't know if I was like. I mean, I have an older brother, but I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just a, yeah. a little personal anecdote. That is so funny. <laughs> Mia and Lily and I share that experience. But that has to be like Lily going like, I've seen bigger. She can't oh, possibly yeah. have known what that meant or the connotation. She, she must have I don't seen know. that She's on like a TV smart. show. But at yeah. five, they were like five or six, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. And like, the but little- who knows? With her parents being psychoanalysts, they're probably always talking about like Freud and that's true, <laughs> like, that's stuff true. like that. Who knows? Oh, anyway. come up later. Um. <laughs> Speaking of genitalia, quickly wanted to note the English teacher gives them a journal assignment, and yes. there's this really weird moment where it's like the get to know you section is like name. I wrote this down too, and then it says sex, <laughs> and I guess you're supposed to put male or female or non-binary yeah. or however you identify. Yes. And Mia wrote, "Haven't had it yet," and uh-huh, the concept of making a joke like that in a school assignment kind of yeah my mind especially for someone as like awkward as her yeah it seemed like uh when I read it I definitely thought like that was definitely something I probably would have said and thought it was funny to mm-hmm. a teacher when I was 15 because <laughs> I was awful um <laughs> but and also like I just thought I was hilarious I mean I am hilarious but I mm-hmm. also thought I was hilarious um I but yeah it doesn't I did not 
makes sense to me that Mia was saying that. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, she would not. Especially like, haha, just kidding, Miss Spears. Yeah. Um, so awkward and weird. Yeah. Like, but maybe it does play into that like awkwardness mm-hmm. and she has sex on the brain. Like she can't stop thinking about her parent or uh, Mr. G and her mom having sex. Um, true. Not in like that yeah. way, but in like, I, a, did, I can't yeah. believe they did this way. <laughs> yeah. I did note um, with that assignment, she says, I won't even tell my innermost thoughts yeah. and emotions to my mother. Would I tell them to my English teacher? But then right. she, like, says a joke about sex. I don't know. And it also goes back to the point of, like, so many people want her to open up and, like, want to help her through her feelings and stuff. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, so um, many times. Very guarded. Also in the English Journal, we get the history of Genovia. We hear about yes. Alboin and Rosagund. And those actually become a big part of a later book. Okay. I didn't uh, know if I was making that up in my head. No spoilers, only, but we yeah, learn no spoilers. more yes. all about Alboin and Rosagund and the History of founding Genovia. of Genovia. Yes. Um, so I look forward to talking about that. Yes. Um, and hopefully then we will also get some more answers about the size mm-hmm. and state of Genovia because again yes. not adding right up. now it's <laughs> a little bit conflicting mr g comes over and helen tells him she's pregnant i mean we don't hear any of that but that's what Does happens it, isn't she there like the beginning and the end of it because she has to leave to go yeah, yeah it's something like that um and there's a funny quote on page 29 that i would like to read so while they're talking and mia's in her room she says i hope mr g takes it well he's the nicest guy my mom's ever dated despite that f he almost gave me i don't think he'll do anything stupid like dump her or try to sue for full custody then again he's a man so who knows (laughs) i thought that was really funny and also typical mia like overthinking like is he gonna try to sue for full custody like this baby's the size of like a caper i mean <laughs> yeah moment, I was, I was she's say, already like yeah to the point of of well, like i was gonna happen <laughs> i actually had noted a couple lines down from that um of her just going ahead and thinking that um that if what was mr g gonna say um if it was anything but joy i would sick lars on him yeah um and then she goes on to say Lars, he has three ex-wives. He's yes. paying, he's paying alimony too, so he can always use an extra ten bucks, which is all I can afford to pay a hired thug. I and noted Lars that too. Has a history. I thought well, Lars was like thirty. That was how I pictured him in my head, but I guess he must be a bit older to have gone through yeah. three wives already. Um, yeah, I was not. I I totally did not remember that, and I was like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. Lars has three ex-wives. That's nuts. Yeah um does he have kids like where are his ex-wives are they and american I wonder what? too i meant to bring this up in book one but like they go to dinner one does lars eat <laughs> i guess he I just I, bodyguarding <laughs> when does yeah. he have meals he must, um, he must eat at some point with them i, I would imagine. i don't think he has kids though because i feel like she would have mentioned yeah, child yeah. support here and his mm-hmm. listing his financial burdens <laughs> I know at the, um, at the dance he doesn't eat because he says he'll just stare at, stand at the door and give people mean looks, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I would imagine um, when she when they're at dinner with, like, Grandmare and Philippe, he's probably mm-hmm. sitting at a table, like, next to them or whatever. Yeah. Eating. Eating um, and watching. I would hope eagle-eyed. so. Eagle-eyed. Anyway, yeah. Um, so Miss Helen comes in and, oh, we're getting married, and they hug, and Mia says, it's weird to be hugged by your algebra teacher, and at this point, I'm like, can you loosen up a little bit? (laughs) (laughs) It's only been a month. (laughs) I know. It's true. It is. It is. It is probably very weird. It's probably very weird, and especially, like, things are happening very fast, and... Mm -hmm. She's totally panicked about him moving in. Like, I'm gonna... Here's all the things I'm gonna have to do. Before he moves in, like, fix the lock on the bathroom door. What if I accidentally see him naked? You know, like, <laughs> all these paranoias. Um, and also an interesting thing, she's like, I thought my mom never wanted to get married. And then she says, I just thought my dad never asked never her. Asked her yeah. um, which I feel like we sort of get more insight into that later. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting that, you know, her mom is definitely, like, a champion for female independence. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> And um, does, I think that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. And yeah, it is. I like, she brings that up a few times. <laughs> she mm-hmm. like, um, she says, "I think my dad just never asked her." She says that like multiple yeah. times. Yeah, that's <laughs> which, true. You're right. Um, which is it is, but that's funny. That's funny that 
she's yes. like kind of calling her mom on possibly some bullshit mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but also interesting of philippe i'm a little surprised if he didn't ask her just purely because of mm-hmm. thinking it's the right thing to do um, i feel like he did and she didn't want to but i don't remember yeah, I don't it, remember it comes either. up somewhere Oh, okay. throughout the books. So y'all stay but tuned. We will give you an answer to this. <laughs> we'll have a final answer. Um, so Mia has to go on this interview with Beverly Bellreve. 24-7. Bell Reeve, uh, Beverly apparently dated Ted Turner, which I sort of picture her as like a 29-year-old. Um, well, in 1991, probably, if she won Miss America. She was um, probably 18 or 19. So here that puts her at about 28. Yeah. Uh, and Ted, and Turner, Ted Turner would have even been in, in 2000 60s. would yeah well in the 90s he would have been in his 60s no he would have been in his 50s in the 90s in the early 90s if he dated yeah, her but like think, but Philippe says are they still dating or are they still over? dating oh, okay yeah. so he was yeah so she was like in her possibly early 30s and he was in his 60s hmm. you want to add anything about Ted Turner or are we not addressing we're gonna, we're gonna circle we're gonna circle back okay we'll circle back <laughs> all right we'll circle back to the Ted Turner thing <laughs> Um, also, fun fact, Mia gets $10 allowance, and I did a fluctuation rate thing for what that would be today. Inflation. So from, sorry, yes, what did I say? <laughs> fluctuation. <laughs> Whatever. But that's an inflation fluctuation. <laughs> um, so Mia, $10 in allowance in 2000 would be about $15.09 today. Ooh, nice. I never got so that's allowance. 60 bucks a week. I got allowance. Um, no, her allowance is per week. Yeah, I'm sorry. Six bucks a month is what I meant yeah. to say. <laughs> oh, <it's like> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I meant to say a month. Um, I never, yeah, I never got allowance, so I was always. I do remember reading these and being like, "Is this just a book thing? How did what? you buy things? Like, did your parents just randomly give no, you?" I money babysat. Sometimes? I babysat from the time I was oh. like eleven. Yeah, <laughs> that's very bougie. Which was absolutely. <laughs> How did you earn anything? <laughs> How could you possibly have money? <laughs> <laughs> I got an allowance. I think it was like a modest allowance. I don't remember how much it was. I think I got like five dollars a week. I, when no, I, was I do. I remember young. you getting allowance and being really mm-hmm. annoyed, like with my parents, not with <laughs> Sorry. you, not with you, no, with my parents. Sorry, just to clarify, it's still a look at the subject. twenty dollars um, I have saved up. Yeah. Well, I didn't babysit because I didn't used to be very good with kids. <laughs> I mean, so. was I good with kids? That's a question. One of the kids I babysit, my next door neighbor, is just started his freshman year at college. Aw, precious. Yeah. yeah. Um, Are you anyway. still babysitting? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I still, I still babysit still him. Babysitting. Um, <laughs> um, all right, I digress. Uh, so she is supposed to go do this interview. Mm-hmm. How does anyone think it's going to go well? Who? She's Oops. not been coached at all. <laughs> Nothing. There is yeah. no indication that Mia is in any way ready for this. I feel like this is one of the scenarios where we have to kind of suspend our disbelief because if this were real, she would be heavily coached before yeah, her first interview. Like absolutely. Heavily. Uh, and here, there's nothing. She doesn't no get the preparation beforehand. Whatsoever. She doesn't get to watch it afterwards. She doesn't get told what to say. Um, and it doesn't make any sense to me that grandma, grandma would not have in because she talks about how uh she's like prince william i heard gets the questions like right. two weeks ahead of time so he can think of qu- answers or whatever that mm-hmm. make him sound smart would he answer that makes no sense that grandmare would not have done or it, it's not grandmare philippe would have done that mm-hmm. absolutely good point yeah it makes no sense to me that mm-hmm. god it just that was so frustrating i was like are you insane yeah but then, i agree course, mia is very happy because she gets sick and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, sweet, I won't have to go do this interview. Right. Yes. She gets a bad cold. She wakes up to go tell her mom she can't go to school and gasp. Mr. <laughs> G is in there with her sleeping. And Mia, what did you expect? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, a little taken aback by that. Uh, she's obsessively taking her temperature. She's a bit of a hypochondriac, <laughs> yeah. but also doesn't want to have to do the interview. Yeah, I did. I noted one of the... Um, in the first little section of her taking her temperature, mm-hmm. she says, her "If this was chart. <laughs> yeah, on her temperature chart, she says, um, if this were medieval times, I would probably be dead.' Yeah, <laughs> she's so dramatic, she's very dramatic. And her temperature is like it gets to like ninety nine point two, and she's like, gasp. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I mean, to yeah. me, is high, but like, you're fine, relax, man. <laughs> Mia. Something else I 
think was interesting. Like, she goes to the doctor, and this receptionist <laughs> at the doctor's office is wearing, like, a navel-bearing outfit, which to me was a little bit odd for a doctor's yeah, office. Yeah, that is But a it's 2000. Uh, yeah. Things were yeah. different then. We were There's all about the belly button in Low-rise jeans. Mm-hmm. Not quite belly crop piercings. tops, just, like, weirdly short like tops. belly button length tops. Yeah. Um, which is the worst. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, no thanks. And, and then somehow like, yeah. she she talks she like gets does something embarrassing and then she lists her most embarrassing moments all of which involve Grammer except for getting kissed by Josh, um which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah, I, Grammer I, I, is the main source of her embarrassment. Yeah, over the I years. made note of those uh, most embarrassing moments because I thought that they were very, um, I thought they were really funny, but also just she's so I don't know she's so dramatic and none of these are that kind of awful. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess I can see when she gets her period for the first time and she, it was when she was in France with her, with grandmare and Mm -hmm. she walks in on her grandma talking about it. Like, I definitely have memories, but I'm from like a gigantic family. I remember getting my period for the first time and it, like, they basically said it at family dinner and I was like 11 and I was just like, so sad. I was just like, yep. <laughs> Stop talking about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Right. I'd be horrified if that happened to me. I'm sorry for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was fine. I'm fine about it. <laughs> I don't care. It clearly hasn't stuck with you. <laughs> Not stuck with me. <laughs> Yikes. And then, like, there's one where, like, where Mia, like, says she accidentally, Im- not accidentally, she was, like, seven, and she did an impression of, like, a Chinese person, yeah. and she was, like, this is, this is, um, this is even more embarrassing when I think of it now, because intimidating Chinese people is very rude, not to mention politically incorrect. <laughs> intimidating. <laughs> yeah. You said intimidating. Did I, say <laughs> I mean, intimidating Chinese people. Imitating also Chinese people. <laughs> Yes, imitating oh Chinese people is politically incorrect. Um, oh my gosh, that was so as funny. is imitating. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, her and and then there was the one about she forgot her bathing suit top. And yeah, her grandma, grandma was like, "It's France, just go without it." <laughs> um, grandma is so mean. She is so mean. I would no, not have done that either. I would have no, been yeah, absolutely I not. Still would not do that. <laughs> yeah, well, I probably um, would now, but like, no, definitely not when insecure. I was twelve. Yeah, seriously, um, that's insane. <laughs> so on a more positive note mia gets a very exciting letter in the mail uh yes. a secret admirer has made him or herself known um, or their self known yes one's self <laughs> um so she's like oh it can't be michael he doesn't like me which is annoying because it directly contradicts what she this. said at the end of the first book i think michael moskowitz might like me which was only the day before yeah or like two days before maybe and also she says okay so she get into this so here here's what's annoying to me is she says like oh he could have told me at the dance if he liked me but he showed her he liked her he danced mm-hmm. with her he was there he played her tall drink of water like he did everything aside from just being like mia i like you yeah even if he had said that maybe she wouldn't even well we'll get to that in book four um but it's just like it's crazy that she is just like, oh, it can't be him. He doesn't like me. It blows my mind. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating to be sure. Because, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just everything you said. It's just – it's really frustrating that we're getting to this point in, um, where we think that it'll happen. We think that finally mm-hmm. they're going to get together and, like, Mia will just recognize mm-hmm. that clearly this person likes her. And then – but also, it I don't I don't think it makes sense for it to be Michael mm-hmm. because Michael sends her a get well soon video, yes. which by the way, so extra, so um, extra, and ends it with love. Yes, he, he ends is it with telling love, her. Michael. Yeah, he is Whereas, outwardly telling her. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, what dude sends a girl in high school a get well note if he's not into her? Like, right. come on. Yeah. Um, the secret admirer signs the letter Joe C. Rocks, which <laughs> takes her a minute to deduce out, which makes sense because it's, it's sort of spelled like Joe Crocs. Yeah. Um, and Crocs but then were she not figures out. Yet, so. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> then she figures out, she thinks it means Josie of Josie and the Pussycats, 
Because he's the letter says you're the josiest girl in school. Yeah, which is, weird. Which is not. A, yeah, I remember thinking that <laughs> um, as a kid too, being like that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and not she's a thing. like, Michael probably wouldn't have said that. Um, so another reason she thinks it's not Michael. Um, and then she makes a list of people who it might be because she oh, says this I is can't so compare. Concerning. She says I can't compare the type like on the Brady Bunch when Jan got those anonymous letters. So we're two for two on Brady Bunch yeah. mentions. Uh, yeah. um, but I do remember that episode. So okay, so she lists five people who could conceivably be Josie Rocks: Michael Moskovitz, I wish, Boris Pelkowski, please no, <laughs> Mr. G, and a misguided attempt to cheer me up. My dad, ditto. And this is the kicker. Yes. I'm very excited about this. Oh my god! That me too. weird I made boy I see sometimes in the cafeteria who gets so upset whenever they serve chili and there's corn in it. Please, okay. please know this is big. This is I huge. can't believe how early this it's is. So early. It is the so first early. mention of the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili. I, is it took on everything page in sixty one. It took everything two. in me to save this for the pod. <laughs> I was and so not close about it. to texting Same. you. I had no idea we, so obviously some of you are going to be rooting along with us, so we are not going to get too far into this. Yes. No but spoilies. this is crazy. This is, yeah, the, or, the guy who hates it when they put corn in the chili appears again. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> Meg um, Cabot, you sly mate. Yes, she I, is so sly. You I sly can't, I was so excited about that. Same. But also her list it's so it's weird. really why would stupid. it be mr g like okay mr g or her dad it. yeah or her friend's boyfriend yeah what makes her think that <laughs> it's so strange uh yeah this is a very out of touch list yeah <laughs> uh the only person it could possibly be i think from this list is michael yeah and we'll find out well we, we will um, we will find out so somewhere in and around here when she's uh she's talking about i guess it's for their um english assignment they have to write about a profound moment and Mm -hmm. being the weirdo that she is she can't seem to come up with one despite the fact that she was recently told she was a princess (laughs) and then she says she mentions kenny again and is like oh my bio partner kenny went to india and contracted a fatal disease he's so lucky yeah Um, Again, wait, that doesn't she say, um, because I wrote it down and it was like, uh, why is this happening? Oh, no, it's a different page. It's just another instance of her saying, why is this happening to me? Yeah, she's Um, very, oh, why me? But then she's literally jealous about this kid who almost died. If only I could (laughs) contract a potentially fatal disease. Yes, it's like, you just got told you're a freaking princess and you can't write that as your profound moment. It seems um, pretty apparent that that is what she would choose, but I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she she's thinks it's blase. Ridiculous. Speaking of her being ridiculous, she refers to herself as a biological sport, which she takes way out of context because noted the definition of biological sport occurs when an organism shows a marked change from the normal type or parent stock, typically as a result of mutation. And this literally means, like, you have a second head or, like, <laughs> or like only one finger or, you know, something yeah. that you're born with that is literally extreme, a genetic yeah. difference. And she is just being dramatic about the fact that she's kind of tall <laughs> and, like, thinks she's unattractive. And I find that appalling. <laughs> she's, yeah, yeah. She, it's getting a little ridiculous to the part, the point where she's saying she's ugly. It's getting yes. a little tiresome. It's ridiculous. I mean, um, it's like, come and on, And I don't girl. think it ends anytime soon. But it yeah, doesn't. I felt that way. I was like, Ugh, why am I so ugly? <laughs> oh my God. It would be exhausting. And I guess, do we hear her? Do we ever hear her say it to people out loud? Because I, I think guess, so. Yeah, it well, would be... I don't know if she was saying it constantly out loud. Like, I can't imagine uh, Lily standing (laughs) for that. Like, if you were were in high school and one of us or whatever, like, we, one of us would yell at the other. I was like, oh my God, could you stop? Like, this Mm -hmm. is exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) Stop thinking about yourself so much. Yeah. Like, please. (laughs) Yeah. I'm tired of Mm -hmm. talking about you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think that she probably says it mostly in her journal. Yeah. Which I guess. We are but, friends in this situation. So that's we true. We're rooting listen. for her. Um, I would like to point out what is possibly one of my favorite moments thus far, Ooh, other than meeting it. Tina. Mm. Uh, so 
Mia's homesick and she's watching Baywatch and there's like an episode where somebody's betrothed to somebody or something (laughs) and Lily asks Lily comes over and asks Mia Mia says that she's like oh my god I could be betrothed right and Lily says asks Philippe who's there she calls him Mr. Ronaldo because she refuses to call him your highness she's like is Mia betrothed to anyone and he's like good god no (laughs) and so Lily's like you idiot and Mia says I have to guard against falling in love with someone like Dave von Hasselhoff or your brother so in case I'm betrothed to somebody (laughs) and then hold on this is like my favorite line I think this is brilliant on Meg Cabot's part Lily says um Lily's like what does my brother have to do with any of this and Mia's like oh you can't demand explanations for stuff I said under the influence of codeine cough syrup because she's like panicking she doesn't want Lily to know she likes Michael so then she writes Lily just got that expression she gets sometimes when the teacher asks a question and she knows the answer, only she wants to give someone else in the class a chance to answer for a change. And I think this is such brilliant writing because it's clear that Lily 100% knows that Mia's in love with Michael. Yes. And that was what this moment was, is Lily knowing and just smirking about the fact that Mia thinks she doesn't know. And I think this is a cute moment, too, because I said before like I remember not liking me I mean not liking me I'm not liking Lily Mm -hmm. and this actually did kind of bring me back to clearly Lily is a good friend because yes she's not berating her for this like she Mm -hmm. berates her for a lot of stuff she she drops it yeah she drops it she lets it go on and Mm -hmm. we do I have memories of later on books and her helping Mia through stuff in a similar manner Mm-hmm. Where she's like, no, you have to figure this part out for yourself. Even yes, though I know the answer, totally. this is part of your journey. So yeah, it is that's a nice. Great way to put it. Yeah, it's nice to see Mia. I mean, well, to see both of them have this moment together, but right. also like Mia clearly being like mm-hmm. over her head. Yeah, <laughs> she exactly. She's like, Lily's just like, she's so smug. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really. I love that you see it from Mia's perspective, but you, like, as the reader, understand. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's just really well it's done. Really, yeah, that's a great moment. Good job, Meg. Again, good job, Meg. Snaps for Meg. Um. All right. So Mia goes back to school to try to figure out who Josie Rocks is, and in G and T, she brings up the subject of mail <laughs> to see if <laughs> Michael like perks up, and he doesn't. But me, Michael also has a headache, and so Mia offers him some of her codeine cough syrup, <laughs> and then she gets called to the principal's office for quote trafficking a controlled <laughs> yes. substance and mr mr g principal gupta confiscates it and is like you can have this back at the end of the day and don't bring it to school on monday yes. <laughs> and she freaks out she's like oh my god <laughs> i'm not gonna come back i'm never coming back this um, is too embarrassing side yeah. note i'm allergic to codeine so in oh. case i ever go to the hospital with you let them know um, i didn't know that that's interesting <laughs> oh yeah what i only found out a couple allergy. years ago because i got cough syrup <laughs> Yeah. Did your throat like swell up? No, no, no. It's fine. I just broke out in hives. Oh, I guess if you're um, like putting it directly in your throat, you're pretty lucky you didn't like. Yeah, no, I was fine. And I went to bed. Ooh. I took it and went to bed. So I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, my dad God. was like, I'm allergic to codeine. You might be too. And I was like, oh, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's also allergic. Good to know. Yeah. Yes. Eve is also allergic. But yeah, no, that was a really funny moment, especially mm-hmm. for <laughs> just. Like, yeah, me freaking out. Like I'm trafficking drugs. Yeah, um. <laughs> and she talks about the the people smoking outside and the cheerleaders taking Dexatrim or whatever. And yeah, Gupta's like, well, those are legal. Yeah. <laughs> and codeine is Which, is a controlled controlled substance. substance yeah, the um, scissorp, if you will. The scissorp. Oh, the purple drink. There's a new uh, term for that, by the way. I was just talking <laughs> about this. That is so funny. What is um, it? It's called lean now. <laughs> because uh, okay. you lean you get drunk and you lean um <laughs> that's a fact but i was talking about this with someone because i was like we used to call it a uh, purple drink and mm-hmm. uh sipping syrup that is like in rap sipping songs scissor scissor yes yeah, correct that is the correct pronunciation um at least according to lil wayne <laughs> yes that's what i said oh my god Lazy baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> i miss 2009 it was a good time it was a good time Okay. Back on so, track. Back on track. Uh, Mia has to go do this interview 
mm-hmm. I think, right? Like she gets the blue eyeshadow that comes back later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so Philippe is flirting with Beverly Bell Reeve, and Mia says something real judgy about, like, at least Beverly looks like she's not wearing a thong like all his other girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with thongs, Mia? It's just Those underwear. panty lines. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> um. <laughs> but I'm sure at 14, I probably would have thought the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so Philippe asks Mia if Mr. G is living with them. And Mia's like, no, but in her head, she totally panics because she's like, he's going to be soon and my dad's going to be so sad and I'm going to have to move to Genovia with him because he's going to be so sad. And (laughs) it's like this weird mental anxiety spiral that she does where she creates these scenarios in her head that are wildly dramatic. (laughs) It's so, Um, yeah, she's insane. It's, yeah. Yeah. It is interesting, though, that Philippe is so brazen with his flirting in front of his mm-hmm. child. It is a little... Well, ap- apparently, it's just been his MO, like, her whole life. Like, yeah, it's been a, a new theme. girl every Tuesday, and it's just... I wonder if he's ever used Mia to pick up a girl. No, oh, she sure. wouldn't. I, I wonder if she would She's know She's a how. baby. And oh, cute. yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> but then again, it, it is implied he hasn't been around a whole lot, and she... Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, I guess, when she's in Genovia with him. I don't know. Mm, yeah that's um, true so the interview starts and uh mia doesn't really know how it goes because she blacks out because beverly do we want to do a dramatic says, reading of uh oh yeah sure beverly asking and then you answering as mia i would love to do that okay what page is that uh 74 mia didn't you have some exciting news recently i totally freaked out part of me was like how did she know and another part of me was like, millions of people are going to see this act happy. So I went, oh, yes. Yeah, so well, I'm pretty excited. I've always wanted to be a big sister, but they don't really want to make a big deal out of it. You know, I'm just going to go. It's going to be a very small ceremony at City Hall with me as their witness. That's when my dad dropped the glass of Perrier he'd been drinking. Then Grandmeyer started hyperventilating and had to breathe into a paper bag. And I sat there going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What have I done? <laughs> And shockingly, it turns out Beverly <laughs> was not talking about the was big secret not. that literally only three people on earth knew. <laughs> three <laughs> she was talking who about how, who don't know her. Yeah. She was talking about how Mr. G had raised um, Mia's grade from an F to a D, which is very exciting. Seems like a weird thing, I guess, for like a reporter to bring up. Yeah. I mean, it's kind I of a still a shitty grade, but I don't know. Well, and I guess there's not a lot going on in me. There's not a lot about her to talk about other than the princess thing because she's She's not involved in anything yet. Um. So she's blabbed. News (laughs) is out. Philippe is freaking out. Um, Actually, to lead into one of my favorite lines. Ooh. uh, Right after. I wonder if it's our same, if we have the same line. Mia goes over to her dad right after she's blabbed about the pregnancy and the engagement. She says... He had kind of a weird look on his face. I hope he doesn't plan on popping Mr. G1 in the pie hole. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. That is and really weird. funny. Um, in the pie hole. That's really funny. So, yeah, that is, that is <laughs> but, where the section yeah. concludes. Yes. And yeah, lead us into some of our favorite lines. So, okay, yeah, I would love to. Um, obviously, well, this is going to be jump around, but it's on the same page as pop him in the pie hole. Um, she's talking about <laughs> Grand Mare. She says, uh, last time I saw her, she was downing a sidecar that someone had dropped some Alka-Seltzer tablets into. Yes, I thought that was so <laughs> nasty. So disgusting. Gross. Um, just my other, I only had two real favorite lines from this section. My other one was um, when it's early on, it's on page 23, when Mia is talking about how they're all worried about how she's going to present to the Genovian people. She says, Grammaire's the one they should be worried about. I mean, I didn't have eyeliner p- permanently tattooed on my eyelids. I don't dress up my pet in chinchilla bolero jackets. I was never a close personal friend of Richard Nixon. <laughs> and I just oh think God. that's so funny. That is really Like, good. on so many levels. <laughs> she was yeah. friends with Richard Nixon and <laughs> has her eyeliner tattooed and dresses up her pet dog. Grandmare is a fan of Chippy Dicks. Um, Indeed. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I 
I have a couple, like I'll just kind of breeze through them because they're all kind of silly and fun. Um, and you touched on this one. It's, I know it takes two to tango, but please, my mother's a painter. He is an algebra teacher. You tell me who's supposed to be the responsible one. Yes, I have that one in my um, outdated social norms yes. section yeah. because that's totally what that feels like. Yeah. And then of course, ripe as a mango that's my mom <laughs> <laughs> yes about her getting pregnant at what 36 how old does she say she was which is like not old to get yeah pregnant. that's not that yeah that's not crazy <laughs> i mean i guess it's technically a quote geriatric pregnancy but there's lots of yeah babies at 36 i don't know why um, i quote i this is a long one eh, i don't i'm not gonna read that one it's long and i don't remember why i thought it was funny (laughs) um but underneath that one is um it's Mia talking about her dad flirting with Beverly uh I swear if a guy only has one testicle my dad sure spends a lot of time thinking about sex (laughs) (laughs) yes I thought that one was funny too true Um, and I think because we already talked about the Kinney one um and Mm -hmm. Lily saying that she refuses to call uh yes your highness Highness. because this is America (laughs) so Um, Lily is quite the patriot (laughs) yeah oh yes which I don't think I don't think that tracks but okay fine well Well, in 2000 it probably did that's true that's true um the only other one I had pre 9-11 world actually it's not if it was published in no I actually looked this up because I wanted to know um, oh. It was published. It came out in on June twenty sixth, two thousand and one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, so is, it a, is a pre nine eleven. Yeah, okay. um, but I did. I don't know if it's in this. I, I believe it is in this section. Which I mean, we can spend as much time talking about it as we want. But one of her assignments is to talk about. It's for World Civ. It's to talk about examples of. Um, um, I can't remember the whatever I can't find it, but basically it says where in the media have um, Arab people been misrepresented? Oh, I don't yeah, remember that. I thought that was which so page? Interesting. I can't. I can't remember. I don't write it down. Um, was I didn't. This in section two. It, I swear I don't remember this. Maybe no, right. it's on page eighteen, and oh, I wrote dang. it actually June twenty sixth, two thousand one. Um, wow. Find an example of negative stereotyping oh, yeah. of Arabs, film, television, literature, and submit with explanatory. Explanatory is that the yeah. how you say that? essay mm-hmm. um yeah so and i wrote next to it for myself june 26 2001 so this came out a few months before 9-11 um, very interesting good catch thanks uh, um <laughs> that was so stupid sorry <laughs> uh my last thing that i have is of course uh, if you don't mind i would like to do a dramatic reading of oh yes naturally love letter um so this is the letter that <laughs> mia receives in the mail dear mia I know you will think it's strange receiving a letter like this. I feel strange writing it. And yet I am too shy to tell you face to face what I'm about to tell you now. And that's that I think you're the josiest girl I've ever met. I just want to make sure you know that there's one person anyway who liked you long before he found out you were a princess and will keep on liking you no matter what. Sincerely, a friend. So I guess we do find out that this is in fact a male writing this letter um because why because we were talking about we didn't know we were using proper pronouns does he whatever to himself as a male long before he found out you were a princess oh um yes you're right okay so so mystery solved it is a man or boy most likely hopefully (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah that was kind of all that was that was that's the those are all the uh quotes that i have um (laughs) when i i did there were there was there was just a lot there was a lot happening in this mm-hmm. section it was almost yeah, like too it much was a ripe section ripe yeah. as a mango <laughs> ripe as a mango ripe as um, helen's womb um <laughs> ripe as helen's womb i think does this uh does this lead us properly into perhaps going over the outdated social norms such as lily moskovitz and mia theropolis's list of celebrities and their breasts Yes, I had that under pop culture, but oh, okay. It sort of oh, makes more wait. sense. Do you hear that? <laughs> do, you hear, do you hear that? I think I, I hear think, it. Oh, it may be time for some pop culture. I Sounds think like it's our pop culture time. Machine it's a pop and fresh time <laughs> is popping. So there was a lot in this yes. section. We'll we'll just mention some of them, and we'll go more in depth on some of them. Okay. As we said, another Brady Bunch reference. Yes. Uh, Seventh Heaven was mentioned. 
I had that. <laughs> I don't know why I think I mentioned that like more extensively just because Jessica Biel was the only famous person to come off of it. But she also got kicked off in the fifth season for posing for Gear magazine in a sexy way. And she had to apologize to Aaron. Oh, Selling. right. Seventh Heaven was like a Christian show. Yeah. Um, oh, and they talk about oh, remember the dad is like a, I, it turned yeah, out to I be like a pedophile yes I didn't know if we want to talk about that I wrote a little oh, note that's fine because yeah it well, be it's just so no absolutely it's just like it's a it's kind of it's a downer obviously it's, it's a really downer, awful yes. um, the dad from seventh especially heaven, considering actor, he like not the character ex- yes ex- especially considering great. he was such a dickhead about Jessica Thiel yeah and yeah so hypocrite? it's yeah not even hypocrite there's not even like a word he's, for that almost. yeah he's just disgusting um, um she talks about carmen san diego saying her mom looks like mm-hmm. her which there is a new series animated series that um, oh cool what's her face from jane the virgin is on um and then we of course she talks about she says carson daly which i obviously mm-hmm. is not dated but i just thought it was funny he's gone from That's mtv carson to daly, i think is dated he's like a new millennium he's, celeb no he's on the today show he is yeah oh. well still yeah. dated for because he was popular <laughs> then too um and then um, I did actually look up who won Miss America 1991 because I was curious. <laughs> uh, it was Marjorie Vincent. She is currently a lawyer in Florida. My next person that I have written down is one Mr. Ted Turner. Yes. <laughs> um, he wa- he's 81. He is um, an American media proprietor, producer, philanthropist. He started in 1980 the cable news network, CNN. He also notably gave the commencement address at Jordan and Wise High School. <laughs> well, he didn't give a commencement address. Oh, no, address he didn't. That's right. It was because so he was stupid. Interviewed. <laughs> it was weird. He was like, it's kind Awful. of awful. And he, he told this story to about being like stuck in a hurricane on a sailboat. Which I guess was probably about resilience, but I don't know if that landed. I certainly not with <laughs> and any the of poor our classmates. Kid, the poor kid who had to interview him, it was like really not good he wasn't ov- an overly warm interviewee <laughs> no he was not he's mm. a very strange strange man but that has been noted many many times throughout the years actually yes. the last time he he was interviewed by someone on cnn recently or in the past like four years and he said he had four girlfriends so like at and, once yeah four he said it was hard <laughs> he said it was difficult <laughs> i mean I guess we got that much money. Yeah. Why not? Um, but swiftly moving on. So yeah, on. we met him <laughs> at our graduation. <laughs> yes. Our high school graduation. High school graduation, um, yeah. God, what a time. Um, what a time. She talks about her mom having um, a, a an exhibit due that's going to be in the Mary Boone Gallery, mm-hmm. which is a really big gallery up in New York. And Mary Boone is currently in prison for filing false tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> And she had to close down. She had to close down the gallery. <laughs> that is not what I was expecting to say, but that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, tax evasion is not funny. Not a joke. She said she hoped she could is. be like the Martha Stewart of the art world. <laughs> I know. Well, she is um, in a sense. There's a couple um, little ones like mouth breather. <clears throat> I thought that was funny. Wait, um, as pop culture reference. Because it's not really, like, used anymore. Like I guess that's either. true. I've definitely referred to people as that recently. <laughs> um, like, uh, She makes a funny quote about the exorcist. That I yeah, like I read that down. So she mentions the exorcist. She says, I don't like movies where people's heads spin around or where things come bursting out of their stomachs. I like movies with beauty maker- makeovers and dancing. To which I oh, say yeah, same. <laughs> didn't she put... Yeah, she puts her favorite movie as Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Which I... Would love to ask Meg Cabot if she likes the name Francis because she has several, several times now mentioned the name Francis. Dancing is that her name? Yeah, her baby's 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 real name is Francis. Francis, Yeah, and of course Kelly Bishop is in it. Love her. She's a queen. Queen Kelly. Um, I'm gonna like quickly just roll through like five because there's okay, and then let's go into the list. So many. The Um, list. Okay, she mentions ER. Which is the best? If you haven't watched the pilot of ER, you should. Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Um, mm-hmm. she was really sick her whole life. She wrote the poem "How Do I Love Thee." It's awesome. Read it. Robert Goulet was the original Sir Lancelot in Camelot in 1960 with Julie Andrews and Richard Burton. Lou <gasps> Reed is um, the singer songwriter 
uh, lead singer and the head songwriter of The Velvet Under Underground. Oh. Whoops, I stumbled over that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Josie and the Pussycats, greatest movie ever mm-hmm. made. Rachel oh, Lewis. I love that movie. <laughs> I know, it's so good. Tara Reid, Rosario so Dawson, incredible. Baywatch. What a cast. That movie is so stacked. Amazing. Yeah. Isn't Seth Green. Seth Green. <laughs> I'll be your backdoor lover. Yes. Oh, my God. Backdoor lover. I did not understand. I can't I believe know. I was allowed to watch that movie. I know. It's so it should dark. Drop. Can we dirty. fade out to that song? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's probably not allowed. I, we're probably um, not allowed. I if you don't TMs. know of Backdoor Lover, but what was the band called? Oh, um, I can't remember. Shit. That's Seth Green's funny. in it. Here, you look it up and I'll continue on the list. Okay. Um, we have Baywatch. Dorcas, I feel like, is an old old mm-hmm. uh, term. Um, Casper, Casper Van Dien. Uh, he mm-hmm. was in Starship Troopers, if you haven't seen that. Another amazing film. Um, it's, a, it's a good <laughs> um, one. I will go mental, just like Mel Gibson's girlfriend in Hamlet. Hello, Mia, you should know who Ophelia is. Um, mm-hmm. And then we talk about Hanson, founded in Oklahoma, oh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> 1992. Umbop was their only hit in 1997. And then we have you have... heard their more recent versions of it though? It's very good. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, well, I'll have I'll to send I'll you add like, that to the list. And um, then our last two, we have Free Willy, of course. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is Mia's favorite book is IQ eighty three, which I looked up because at the end of it she says we have some barking dogs. We have a muted mic at the moment, so hopefully it will not make. I it apologize. End. My dogs are very rude and don't care about things that I'm passionate about, like <laughs> podcasting. Okay, I swear <laughs> or they care is... a lot. This is the last one um, of the pop culture ones. IQ 83 by Arthur, Arthur Herzoy. Um, she says it's a shame it's never been made into a movie. However, when looking it up, Steve Carell has been attached to this project since 2014. Oh, wow. And um, right now it's like possibly in production again. Um, so, hey, maybe we'll get get that That's finally interesting. made. Okay. Whew, I'm out of breath from all that wow. pop culture um, also, Alan Cumming was in Josie and the Pussycats, oh another God, yes, he big was. celeb, and the band was called Du Jour. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen Josie and the Pussycats from, what what year? 2001. Yeah, 2001. It is freaking uh, stellar. Yeah, it's so good. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's um, so good. It's um, so funny. It's so good. And Rachel Lee Cook is also in the... Um, Freddie Prince Jr. movie, um, yeah, where he like makes a bet. Is that what it's called? Okay, I yeah, can't remember. That's a good one. Oh, I love two thousands movies. All right, let's so talk quickly about the list of celebrities and their breasts. Yeah, where Lily and Mia compare celebrity breast sizes, or no celebrity? Or do they breast say if they're realness. real or fake? Of course, Mia Mia says most of them are real, and Lily says most of them are fake. Yeah, but I what say- I found interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I think we're about to say the same thing. So you go on ahead. Um, so I also listen to the audiobooks on top of reading the paper books so I can like kind of just get the content twice um, from different mediums. <laughs> and the book and the audiobook have different lists. The print book was printed in 2001. The audiobook came out in 2003. So I'm going to quickly read the two lists and I'll note the repeats. So the print book, we've got Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Angelina Jolie, Gwen Stefani, Jennifer Aniston, Paris Hilton, Beyonce, Scarlett Johansson, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Christina Aguilera, Sienna Miller, Ashley Simpson, and Mariah Carey. Um, a very 2001 list. Yes. The 2003 list or the list from the audiobook to me is more dated than this one. Um, so the audiobook list, Britney Spears, a repeat. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Winona Ryder, Courtney Love, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, Brandy, Nev Campbell, Sarah Michelle Gellar, repeat, Christina Aguilera, repeat, Lucy Lawless, Melissa Joan Hart, Mariah Carey, Rachel Lee Cook. Huh. Um, I don't know why that it was changed. Yeah, that's Especially weird. since, in my mind, the celebrities from the audiobook list are older. And less relevant but, now. Right. Like, yeah. they were they were prevalent earlier than the ones from the book list. I don't know. I just think it's really strange. Yeah, that is really weird. And also, um, I didn't know Ashley Simpson was famous in 2001. Me either. Yeah, I thought that was like when we were in middle school. But yeah, yeah, I guess I thought so. Wouldn't she have been like 10 in 2001? Well, I guess (laughs) she was like, she was in the hot chick. 
right? <laughs> yeah, she's in the hot chick. She plays one of the friends. Okay, Ashley Simpson is 35, born in 1984. So that tracks. She would have been 17. I guess, um, yeah. So she was just so starting She probably out was already. Because Jessica like a- Simpson was probably already famous. Yeah, she yeah. was definitely already famous if Ashley Simpson is on this list. Okay, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, that is weird. The second list mm-hmm. is like Tori Spelling. Is yeah, and Courtney Love. Yeah, I mean those Jennifer Love he- Hewitt, Winona Ryder. I mean, like now Winona Ryder is more famous because she's mm-hmm. come back with like Stranger Things. But yeah, Courtney Love. Like, although I guess these are '90s celebs. Yeah, these are definitely '90s. Lucy Lawless. I haven't thought about her in a mm-hmm. minute. Um, well, we talked about her last week, I guess. Oh, Isn't she Zena? Yeah. Yes, yes, she is. Um, so anyway, I definitely. Oh, wait, I have a corrections corner for myself. Oh, I told no one. To, I told no one to fact check me when I said Zena was on WWF. There is, in fact, a wrestler that looks very much like Zena, um, oh. and her name is China. And a lot of people thought that she was Zena. Are you talking about? Have, you're not talking about China Doll, are you? Yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> was on insane. like Surreal Life or whatever. That's so funny. I guess like a lot of people in their childhood mind thought that was Zena, but it is not. And she interesting. Is not quite as pretty as Lucy Lawless. Not that that matters, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't recall ever making a list with my friends about celebrity real or fake breasts but i'm sure i discussed it yeah i'm um, sure we did i I'm feel like sure we probably we did about it. and i'm sure we were very judgmental about it i'm sure we of that as well um. <laughs> <laughs> so should we dive into our outdated social norms we sort yes. of talked about it i only bit. have a couple um, same the one i said about miss oh mr g should have been the responsible one right birth control i feel like like y'all are both mm, adults y'all should be mm-hmm, responsible exactly um, the belly shirt on the receptionist i don't know yeah and I then i really like it's ugh. the only other one i have is on page 60 we have another ode to algebra and it has some very dated language in it yes um, which i don't think we're going to repeat those no, words I didn't because read we it won't either. um but yes. it just has it has derogatory terms for uh gay men and gay women mm-hmm. um and then also says amber is a slut yes not cool. um not cool so it, mia didn't write this or anything this is what she's no. claiming is like written in the bathroom or something yes or on the she's, desk she's talking she's repeating graffiti that is written um yes. so and that's like whatever um but yeah i thought that was interesting i mm-hmm. i feel like that language currently is only is only used to emphasize Mm-hmm. it's horribleness and this one it's just kind of passed over but i guess i I wonder if that's mm-hmm. just like a high school thing is that kids don't recognize that hurtful language is hurtful i think it, yeah i think it's a lot of that like toxic mentality of like i can say whatever i want yeah um and it's fine if it's cool yeah it gets me cool points um exactly. but yeah um but yeah that was kind of it i didn't really have yeah. any other any other notes um me either so in terms of bullying we talk a lot about it throughout the books but i had a hard time with this section because mia doesn't interact with people a whole lot it's a lot of yeah she's sick yeah right it's sort of a lot of independent work (laughs) yeah um and so i don't really know who yeah if there is a bully this section I mean, Lily calls her a moron, but, like, it's sort of... Lily and Grandmare both Mm -hmm. kind of uh, chastise her for getting sick. Yes, and Mia says, Lily is a lot like Grandmare, which is very astute. (laughs) Yes. Um, Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe we don't have a biggest... Yeah, I think there's not really... I mean, add us if you disagree. Yeah, please. We've missed something glaring. Yeah. Um, But I... I don't know. I don't really pick up on anything too drastic. Yeah, I think we're good on that. Oh, I yeah, I'm fine with we, not having a bully this week. Okay, that's nice. We obviously have to talk about Boris, though. Yes, yes, um, of course. We need to discuss the roast, the roast of Boris, of Boris Pukowski. Pukowski. Yes, I noted that it took us 58 whole pages <laughs> to get to a mean comment about Boris. Aww. Um, she said, okay, I admit that Boris Polkowski is a mouth breather who continues to tuck his sweaters into his pants despite my frequent hints in America that this is considered a glamour don't. 
Um, this is when she's talking about Boris walking Lily to her locker. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's like, but he's still a boy, and he still walks Lily to her locker, and I don't have that except for Lars, but he has to because he's my bodyguard. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, he's being paid, too. And then we just get the one other comment about please don't let Boris be Josie Rucks. Yeah. So really not that much not roasting of Boris this time. He's not just a little bit charred. Yeah. He's barely, he's, he's just yeah. a bit singed. Mm-hmm. shall we say um exactly so i guess now we must move on to yes. the final and best perhaps section i think so my my personal favorite our royal loser and our crowned winner this was also kind of a hard pick but well i guess it wasn't i think mia is the loser on the main basis that she makes a humongous <laughs> mistake yes by outing her mom her mom's pregnancy and engagement on national television just by not thinking through what she was coming out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And so I make think that makes her a pretty big loser. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, it's not a great section for Mia. She no. says a couple of couple of not great things. She mm-hmm. does a couple of not great things. Mm-hmm. Eh, she's not having a good time. Hopefully hopefully things will improve for her <laughs> in the coming weeks. <laughs> yes. Um, I certainly hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I would agree with that. And also, I mean, we don't have a lot of interaction with anyone else, so we don't really mm-hmm. have True. someone to nominate other than her to be. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, like, but she definitely. Helen. Helen being. Yeah. <laughs> so you consider that, a, yeah. But she does, is engaged to a nice guy, and she seems That's happy true. about it. So good for her. That's true. Um, so Mia. I think, yes, Mia's our loser. I think our winner is Josie Rocks on the basis that he was sort of bold in the sense that he opened the door to letting Mia know he likes her and he's really piqued her interest. She is curious who he is. Uh, He's caught her attention. Um, So that would be my pick for winner. But again, I don't think it's like a glaring pick. Like, yeah, I struggled to come up with something. Yeah. I could be persuaded for it to be Josie rocks, but we don't, the only other person I could think of is, I don't know, maybe Mr. G yeah handling the pregnancy thing well but i yes i could i, I like josie rocks. Seems I, think, happy. I think we can i think yeah josie rocks it's kind of annoying that they didn't say who they were and then mm-hmm. of course we're gonna get a little bit more of them later on yeah 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 let's have uh josie all you right know, great job josie uh, rocks, a crown of AKA confidence rocks. <laughs> rocks. it's our winner <laughs> you're great well that th- this is it this is the end of Book yes. one, I mean, book two, book two, episode one. We're slowly Here making we our way through. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying it so far. Gosh, I hope so. Oh, we man. certainly are. Yeah, give us some um, feedback. But again, remember, yes. only positive. Only positive feedback, please. You don't want to know about bad things. <laughs> you can give us feedback, ask us questions, etc. at Facebook. We are The Podcast Diaries. Instagram, The Podcast Diary 1. Twitter, The Podcast Diary. Our Gmail is thepodcastdiary at gmail.com. So you can email us if you have like long thoughts, long mm, good yes. thoughts. Um, and of course, you can find all these links on our website, thepodcastdiaries.com. So check it out. Like, follow, subscribe, five stars, all that good stuff. So the next section we will be reading is going to begin with Sunday, October, October 26, 2 a.m. Lily's Bedroom. Um, all the way through to Thursday, October 30th world sieve um so we're gonna stop at thursday october 30th gnt all right i wonder what all right i'm so excited a royal wave goodbye to you and to 